The Racial Education of a White Boy from Brooklyn, Part One. The first black person I knew by name <coughs> was Emmy. She was our house cleaner when I was a young boy. Never knew her last name. As far as I knew, she didn't even have one. I was born in 1951 in Brooklyn, New York, to a white family. My father was a professor of engineering at Pratt Institute, a mother a homemaker. I have a brother, three and a half years older. We lived in a row house owned by Pratt. Late 1950s, in large part because Brooklyn was now considered dangerous, Pratt consolidated its campus on five city blocks and put a fence around it all. This put us inside the fence. All the families in the other row houses and virtually all the students at Pratt were white. Our family went to church where the congregation was white. When I was in Sunday school and kindergarten, there were about 15 children in my group. By the time I reached ninth grade in the high school class, I was the only one for all four years. <coughs> I attended a private school near the Pratt campus. Most of the students here were white as well. In the summer of 1965, my school moved to the Bay Ridge area in Brooklyn. This was a white enclave well cut off from the rest of Brooklyn by the new six-lane highway giving access to the recently completed Verrazano Bridge. My mother's parents lived in Flatbush in the house where my mother grew up. As my grandfather, Papa, mentally faded, my grandmother, Dee Dee, hired nurses to come in every day and assist him. They were all black. One, who was there for many years, was named Bertie. Or maybe it was Bridie. Never had that name clarified. I never even asked. 1969, after Dee Dee and Papa had passed away, my mother and her brother put the house up for sale. The number of white homeowners on the block approached them asking them to not sell to a black person. They sold to a white couple. About the time I reached ninth grade, I was allowed to ride the subways by myself. However, if I were to come back after dark, I was to get off the DeKalb Avenue subway station in downtown Brooklyn. Then I was to come to street level at an all-night newsstand. From there, I was to call home my dad would drive to come get me. I was also never to walk outside the Pratt campus after dark. Before the fence had been put up, Halloween had been an additional level of scary for me. Black neighborhood kids would run up to our front doorbell seeking trick or treat. Each Halloween, my dad would draw the shades, undo all the wires to the bell, and be sure all the lights in the front of the house were off. Once, after coming home after dark, I missed the DeKalb Avenue subway station and got off the train eight blocks from the US, from the, excuse me, from the Pratt campus and home. I ran the whole way. Such was my experience during the period of white flight. While I did not think much about national and international issues, I do remember my parents speaking very highly of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and all he was doing regarding racism and race relations. I also remember that when he began to speak about poverty in the Vietnam War, my parents said he ought not to speak about such things.